Eight teams. That's right. The most out of any conference. ACC, women holding it down. You know what I'm talking about. We're going to talk through the best games here for the NCAA tournament for our women's side of the bracket. We also got to talk through some transfer portal news because it's already piping hot. Portal party. Who is already out of here from your favorite schools? We'll talk about it on today's show. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. everybody welcome to today's edition of locked on acc i'm your host Candace cooper joined by kenton gibbs of locked on wolfpack and acc most times you can find us each and every day wherever you listen to podcasts and we are rocking and rolling it's postseason for some basketball the women are holding it down for us we're going to talk about all their games happening in the ncaa tournament as well as the porter party we're starting that clearly early <laughs> people are getting up out of their respective schools so we're going to talk about all of those things kenton how are we feeling you know, I'm excited because everybody talked about how bad the men's side of the conference of the uh, conference is in terms of basketball, and now on the women's side, more teams than any other conference. I mean, you know, that's that's what I love to see. That's the hundred percent. Yes, yes, yes. I'm so excited that we get to talk about the women all season long. We have been hyping up the women's side of our conference. We've been letting y'all know that if you like basketball, if you love the women's game, you got to pay attention to the ACC. More importantly than that, on any given night, we talked about eh, men, you know, anybody could get it. Nah, on the women's side, anybody could get it. Top to bottom. We have three teams going out in the NIT, but we have Eight, that's right, eight schools facing off in the NCAA tournament. For you, as someone who covers the women's game very closely, how does it feel just to know how important and how big of a number it is to see eight women's programs facing off in postseason play? I mean, it just goes to show how good this conference is, right? I think that this is bar none, top to bottom. Again, we can all agree, in terms of individual team, it is South Carolina and everybody else. That is what it is right now. Fine, fair enough. But in terms of conference, like I said, if you're doing a, a conference tournament where even your best team can only play like two to three games tops, I have no doubt the ACC is is mopping that tournament um, by a mile because nobody has the horses in the stable. When you're looking at your fifth, sixth, seventh team and you're looking at teams that not only are in the tournament, but teams that uh, it wouldn't be uh, the world's greatest surprise to see some of these teams have success. Absolutely. No doubt about it. So let's get right into it. We're going to give you guys the matchups that we have before us. And kicking things off on Friday is where you'll where you'll find our NCAA matchups. In the Seattle region, you'll have Georgia playing Florida State at 1.30 p.m. on ESPN2. That's on Friday. Florida State's Nia Lotson and company having a good year. We talked about how the ACC tournament, they didn't really show up as well as they probably would have wanted to. The youth got the better of them. But – is this an opportunity to say, hey, we might have got punched in the mouth the first time, but we know how to fight back this one? I have Creed on the brain, so obviously I'm using boxing references for the entire show. Well, let's use <laughs> let's stick with the boxing references then. This yeah. this was this was very clearly a team that was rattled and shaken a little bit, but they can regain their composure, work the jab, do what they do, and and you know, find a way to win this bout. I mean, the reality is they have the talent to do it. The lights just got too bright. 
there was just too many things going on where there were too many. Um, there was just too much, too many players trying to do too much mm-hmm. instead of, you know, hey, yes, you're the star, but we are a team. Yes, you are. Y'all are the, the most improved player, the newcomer of the year, but we are a team and yeah. we will win this thing as a team. That is how we do this. You know, at the end of the day, it all starts uh, for that team on the defensive end. It doesn't matter what they're doing offensively. That defense gets them going. That defense gets Lassen out in transition where she is. She runs exceptionally well for a woman of her size. And so she is often going to be in position to finish over smaller defenders because, I mean, the bigs can't get back in time to keep up with her. Most wings can't get back to keep up in time with her, but even the wings that do probably don't have her size. So this is a situation where this is a a really good Georgia team, Mm -hmm. but the question for Florida State is simple. You've gotten humbled. You've had that moment where you saw tournament play is different. Okay, Mm -hmm. now you're biggest tournament now you're in the big dance how you gonna act yeah a hundred percent you know they remind me of like creed one where drago gets the best of him in his final bout and he's just feeling like okay i've done all this training i have an opportunity this is creed two for y'all can y'all fight back and show that prove yourselves worthy and just win this first bout i think it's possible especially against a good georgia team i'm always here for the acc they're probably going to feel like what drago is creed two dang dang conlin was creed one Conlin? Yeah. You couldn't just let me have it. You couldn't let, you couldn't tell me on the back end. You I'm just a rocky universe aficionado. <laughs> you know, it's just good that I didn't do quantumanium type stuff because then you really would have had me. Is I mean, it quantumanium? Listen, that was the call. Yeah, yes, it's Ant-Man quantumanium. I mean, listen, I, <laughs> I, I am a, a little bit of a movie buff, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> neither here nor there. God, I was doing so good, but it's it's if y'all know if anyone who follows Kenton on Locked on Wolfpack, you know that he is all about his movie references. So he was not gonna let me slide. Like he couldn't couldn't help himself. He's he slowly so if you're watching on YouTube, which you have subscribed to our channel, you saw him putting up the two finger because he already knew what time it was. Either way it goes, I want the Knowles to get the dub. Let's talk about Notre Dame, who got a three seed. They'll face off against Southern Utah. They had a tough go towards the end of the ACC tournament, but I think with Coach Ivy getting those girls ready, how Olivia Miles does, you know, the injury and what have you is going to definitely play a factor. I don't see her playing much in this matchup. I think this is going to be pretty much a layup, but should she have to get a couple runs in, might as well play first half, first quarter and sit her down for the rest of the game. Notre Dame, you think they're going to have a long run at it? Uh, you know, I I could see them having a long run, and I don't think that Southern Utah will be that much of an impediment. Uh, don't get me wrong. I think that they're a quality team, and, sure. and somebody's got to get upset. Let's let's just throw that out there. Somebody is going to have to, yeah. um, you know, get upset at some point in time here. I just don't think that this is the team. I, yeah. I really don't. I don't think that that Southern Utah team can keep up with them, and I don't think they have the size on the inside um, to to battle with uh, to battle with the the bigs from Notre Dame. And not only that, I mean. At the end of the day, even if this game is close, there there's always a moment, right? In high school, we had a, a guy named Jordan Lewis. He currently plays nickel for the Cowboys. And there were moments where we were just like, we have JD and y'all don't. Mm-hmm. There may come a time, and hopefully not, but there may come a time in this game if it is close, where it comes down to we have Olivia Miles and y'all don't. 
And so, you know, that that may be a, a little bit problematic for Southern Utah. Let's talk about another team that we don't really see much of a problem being Chattanooga and Virginia Tech ACC Player of the Year. Elizabeth Kitley certainly has made a name for herself this season and wants to continue that run and make an argument for being in the conversation towards South Carolina. Clearly, Virginia Tech, a number one seed, which energy, energy, energy. I'm loving to see it. More in the girls, they're going to have to be very good compliments to Kitley's game if they want to make it all the way. But I think this will be a good start for them on ESPNU on Friday at 5:30. This is their first ever number one seed. Yeah. Now the lights are definitely going to be too bright at times, but here's the beauty of it: just because you are the number one seed, it means you're playing a team that probably shouldn't be there. But mm-hmm. they won their conference, and therefore, you got to let them in. So I think that they may struggle some early, possibly. And I'm, don't hold me to that, because I wouldn't be surprised if they blow the doors off Chattanooga early. I wouldn't be surprised. But they may struggle early and then pull away late, uh, like we saw with State against A&T last year. Yeah, I think one thing that's exciting about the women's game more so than the men's is the quarters and how much things can shift with quarter changes, right? You could have a really terrible quarter and then three, you fight back or vice versa. You started out super strong, then you kind of sort of wail off and teams get back into games. And I certainly think that might be the case, like a quick few punches in the mouth for Virginia Tech and they realize, oh, this is NCAA tournament, not a game. And then they end up taking it and blowing it away. Speaking of a team that is going to have to play four strong quarters, NC State faces off against Princeton at 10 p.m. on ESPN2. They're part of the Greenville region, which 10 p.m., whew, yikes. Okay. I just feel like NC State has a lot to prove to itself in this first round in terms of just wanting to get out there and say, just because we didn't have the tournament, ACC conference tournament that we wanted, doesn't mean we can't have a strong NCAA tournament performance. I'm going to say something. And Wolfpack fans, don't jump me. <laughs> I, y'all like to, I know y'all like the tussle. I know the yeah. girls like getting the tizzy. But it, what what a what a compliment. What a a how this speaks to Westmore that everybody talked about the men's basketball team and how good they were all year and how this was a disappointing season for the women's basketball team. And yet they ended up seated three seeds higher than the men's team. Mm-hmm. Even in their reload, and like, oh God, this is We got to figure out what the strategy is going forward. They still figure out something. Now, with that being said, I mean, Princeton can shoot the blood out of the ball. (laughs) They can shoot their behinds off. The question for NC State is this. How well do you defend the three, number one? And number two, how do you use your bigs? That is your advantage by a mile over Princeton. Yeah, That's your advantage by a mile. 100%. What are you going to do with it? They're going to have to have a really good, strong Westmore defensive game. Excuse me. Carrot is not agreeing with me. But before I get into the Saturday matchups, I want to make sure that I tell you all about our friends at FanDuel. Midway point of the NBA season, we're getting ready for playoff conversations. It's that playoff push time. It's NCAA tournament. March Madness is nothing but joy. No sweat first bet, up to $1,000 you can get. That's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Safe, secure, and super easy to use. 
FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout. We all know that it can be a nail-biting experience during March Madness, so you want to get your bets locked in up to $1,000 in bonus bets with the No Sweat First Bet. When you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Now we're rolling into Saturday's games. We're talking with Kenton Gibbs here of Locked On ACC. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to pods. Saturday is going to be another great day for ACC women's basketball. Miami faces off against Oklahoma State, a nine and an eight seed on ESPN at 2 p.m. The Hurricanes have had a strong year, and I think that it's really important for them to keep the momentum going. The Cavender twins are going to have to be strong. I think that it's going to be critical for their bigs to start punching people early and stay on it. They cannot let up with their game throughout the entire series. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, this Oklahoma State women's basketball team is, again, they're one of those teams that if you sleep on them, if you think, oh, this is a bad team and they're from a bad conference, there's no way that they beat us. Okay. Try it if you want to. Try it if you want to. This is a team that has some veterans. They have some established players that have been there for, it seems like, forever in a day. And at the end of the day, this is a team that gets – their scoring is so evenly and well distributed. That is a team that you never know where it's coming from on any given night, but everybody shows up and chips in. So, you know, this is a team that if you play around with them, I don't think that Miami is that much more talented than them to where they can feel comfortable and confident in, oh, yeah, the hay's in the barn. They, we should be walking away with this thing. I beg your pardon. I beg your pardon. Yeah, absolutely agree with that one. And we got North Carolina that is getting ready for a face-off between either Purdue or St. John's on Saturday. The Tar Heels are number six seed part of the Seattle region. I think it's very exciting for the Tar Heels as they have always been an up-and-down postseason team. Sometimes they show you like, yeah, we're actually pretty good. Just wait on us. Sometimes they show you, eh, we still got some work to do. I think that's been a um, testament to sort of how their season has gone. They have all the things to be successful. They need to be healthy in this postseason play. We'll see how long that lasts. But for me, I'm just looking for some in-game, especially management from Coach Banghart. I think that'll show me the growth of the program and just how they sort of create some offense when they feel like Deja Kelly might go cold or let's us, we can't really get it going. Like who else can you lean on Kennedy Todd Williams to make sure that we get some buckets and keep things rolling? You know, this North Carolina team is a lot like there are many teams in the middle of the pack that are like, man, there's an enigma here. There's an enigma because at their best, they're hard to beat. At their worst, they're hard to watch. And, you know, that's – it's regardless of who they play, regardless of who wins that play-in game, I I don't think that North Carolina should take either team lightly, but they'll be more much more talented than either team walking in that door. 
Yeah, 100% agree. Drake in Louisville. Number five, Louisville will face off in the Seattle region at 7.30 on ESPN2. Louisville, who's had a surprising season at times. You say to yourself, this is the Louisville I know, you know, with Haley Van Lith. And at times I'm like, all right, this is the Louisville I know in terms of not being able to find and create some offense or having only one person really be the star of the show. And I think that it's really important for them to play complete basketball, be together throughout this tournament if they want to make a long run. And who are they playing in the first round again? I'm Drake. Oh, okay, Drake. Jersey. Yeah, Cochran's, Cochran's going to have to be the uh, X factor there. But Haley Van Lith is Haley Van Lith, right? Yeah. Like, he needs to show up in a major way. This team is going to go as far as Haley takes him. Yeah. This team is going to go as far as she takes him. Um, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. I believe that she's got enough of the goods to make this a, a real easy game for Louisville, but we'll see. And I think that it gets to the point where at this point in the season, people know who your best player is. And if they're wise about it, they know how to stop that best person. And for some teams, it's like, when you stop me, who is going to find that next gear? And I think Louisville certainly has some people who can compliment, but they're going to have to have some top tier games. Maybe not necessarily for the Drake game, but as they progress in this tournament. But I think that it's, you know, every, every team's best player, they've been watching since game one. That's right? what I'm saying. Like if you're a Haley Van Lith, if you're Olivia Miles, if you're a Diamond Johnson, if you're a, a, a Elizabeth Kitley, people have been watching you all year saying, oh, that's what she likes to do. Okay, we're going to stop her from doing that. And yet and still, they persist. Yet and still, they find ways to get there. So, you know. I hear you, but they've also been stopped before. So it ain't oh, like none of these women are coming to the season. Yeah, undefeated. So, you know, it is what it is. That's very true. A hundred percent. Iona and Duke, a Duke team that also that has a number three seed. They'll be a part of the Seattle region. They'll play at 930 on ESPN2. Makes more sense for Seattle region to play at 930. But, you know, here we are. I feel like the Duke Blue Devils are arguably the best ACC team B after Virginia Tech in terms of how far I think they will go and with their coach, who their coach is. I am convinced that Carol Lawson's, Lawson is going to bring them a lot further than people think. I hate to say this. You think they're going to be out here? People going to say that this is no, no, no. I'm not saying (laughs) people going to think I'm being unfair or harsh, and this is not. This is actually praise of this young woman. There is not a single player that is more vital to their team on a single ACC team, including Olivia Miles, including Latson, including Diamond Johnson, including uh, Heavy Van Lit, that is more important to their team than Celeste Taylor. Oh hell yeah. Not she is on both sides of the ball. (laughs) She is their rock, she is their their everything to a certain extent, in a way that the stats will not show if you don't watch the games. She communicates, she gets that team in position. We're gonna pray for her continued health. (laughs) She's the rock, the anchor, you know, the help. Where the help cometh from, okay, yeah. Uh, Celeste is that girl. Many good things flow, okay. She is she is that for that team. Kara Lawson has built a a very good system around her, and they are a team that shares the ball. They like to get in transition, and I mean, really, two through four, even sometimes fives. Celeste Taylor gets it done, so we'll see what she can get done in this game. It's going to be a great tournament. Again, eight teams. We are super excited about it. I feel like this is going to be the most exciting part of our conference in terms of postseason basketball play. So make sure you pay attention there. Like we mentioned, South Carolina certainly has it almost in the bag, but crazier things have happened. 
crazier oh, yeah. things have happened. You still got to show up to play the game. You got to play the four quarters. Yeah, and, 100%. And I'll, I'll tell you this. The problem with teams that have been this dominant, the problem that you see sometimes is they've never had their chin tested. Yeah. You know, we're going back to the boxing reference, right? And they're so good. They've never had – if you watch that LSU game, I mean, Kim Mulkey looked disheveled over there in her little sequence. I said, oh, <laughs> oh, baby, just show up and yeah. persuade next time because you don't want to be that bright when you're getting a whooping. You just don't want that. I think but, they'll be chin-checked in the – I don't think they'll be chin-checked to the final four, though. I mean, it's possible. It's possible, but that's – Of that's the eight the teams. It, it would be yeah. terrible if they didn't go – if they went through the final four without getting chin-checked then they're going to lock it down because at that point you're expecting if they don't, if nobody in that sweet 16 elite, yeah. eight, if not if the nine or eight seed, whoever win that first game, don't push them. It could get ugly over there. Of the eight teams, how many make it out the first round? I say five. Realistically. I say five. Five. I think five. five. I think five make it out. I think Miami gets caught up. I agree. I don't want to say North Carolina, but it wouldn't surprise me. That one is uh, if we was playing spades, that would that would be my end That's of not my yeah. that would be my end of possible. For the for the spades, you got to be a certain amount of books that you believe you can win based on your hand. And you don't want to overbid. So you say I got three and a possible instead right. of saying, Oh, I got a guarantee four to tell your partner if you got something to work this out, we can get the four. They're my end of possible. Yeah, my my other, you know what? It'll be a good time. Glad they got to get there. It would be Florida State. Mm. Mm. I think Florida right. State might be one of my. Uh, okay, I can see it only because of their tournament performance in the ACC. I just feel like this is even bigger. I don't know. I don't know. I think that they're gonna be pissed off with a nasty taste in their mouth ready to roll. I think if it, if it's not them, it's gonna be NC State. I'm so sorry. Listen, that, them NC Princeton State girls was- might shoot them out the game. NC State fans, don't don't uh don't jump me. me here. Don't jump yeah. me. Don't kick me off the show. I gave three <laughs> pendants for this program. You understand? I got two scars right here where I tore my bicep where it should only be one, but I kept practicing because I didn't. I said, hey, my defense needs me, taped it up, kept it rolling. NC State was was one of the ones that I thought they ain't gonna make it out the first round. <laughs> here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. Princeton does not have true bigs. They yeah. don't. But what they do have, their guards are so long. They've got three or four guards that are five nine plus. That spells a nightmare for Diamond Johnson. Is she healthy? Is she playing? I, I would I would hope so. They said that they were holding <laughs> her out for the tournament, but that's the other part of it. Is yeah. she even playing? Yeah. And then beyond that, which Jakia Brown Turner are we gonna get? And then beyond that, if you go cold against a team that has a bunch of big guards where they can easily say, Oh, wait, their best player is 5'4", and she's a roster 5'4". Not sure if he's 5'4 in real life. Yeah. Our guard, our point guard is 5'9". Girl, yeah. we know the play. We know the play. What Girl, Kobe Bryant used to do? R.I.P. to Kobe. What do you Clear it out. Clear it out. <laughs> facts, facts. All right, we've talked all we can talk today about some of the women's game. Let's talk about our portal party. We'd be remiss if we didn't talk about 
some of the guys who are not going to be in postseason play deciding that, you know what, I'm going to take my talents elsewhere. I was looking at Goodman Hoops on Twitter. He said a record 174 people have already been entered in the portal. Now, remind you guys, for those of you who don't know, the transfer portal is where players can now enter their names, find new homes. They don't have to wait out a year. It's been coming, you know, if you look at the football season, it's this hotbed of opportunity to try and just go to a team that maybe you'll get some more playing time. You and your coach didn't get along. You have an extra year of eligibility. Your coach says, all right, go find a new home. There's very different reasons why people go in the transfer portal. But as it stands right now, we got a couple of hot names, of course, to tell you about here in our portal party for the ACC. So, Hottest names, Justin McCoy, Tyler Nickel from UNC. They have entered their names in the transfer portal. Tyler Nickel is definitely the surprise for me, only because he is a freshman. I felt like he had a lot of more, a lot more opportunities to maybe become a star. Don't know what was discussed. Frustration might have been lack of playing time and all the things. Justin McCoy is a senior. He was barely playing as it is. He has one more year of eligibility. God bless him. Yeah. He had his tournament, that one shining moment where he had that dunk during the Boston College game, he can always run that tape for whoever needs it, wherever he goes next. That's a nasty word by you. I just want to let you know that. <laughs> very. I feel like I dressed that up very nicely. Very nasty. But they are the only ones. They are the only ones. For North I'm Carolina? No, oh, no, no. They're the oh, only yeah. ones for North Carolina. But Notre Dame is seeing a little bit of a mass exodus themselves. I mean, right. they've got – multiple guys that are uh, in the portal or have been in the portal for some time. And uh, Dom Campbell is in the portal. JJ Starling has already committed to uh, Syracuse. Robbie Carmody is, is in the uh, portal as well. I'm not, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly or not, uh, but shooting guard Robbie is, is in the uh, transfer portal as well. So, you know, there's a, there's a good amount. They've Which got- makes sense. Cause coach Mike Bray, as we all know, has been retired, fired, so he would not be returning. If he's someone who recruited you, it might be, a, oh, with a new coach comes a new energy, comes a new idea. They might not want you. So let me go ahead and take my talents elsewhere. A majority, a, you know, there could be plenty of reasons why people decide to go into the um, transfer portal. Now let's talk about Syracuse, who also saw their coach leave, and Coach Bayheim, who is decided mm-hmm. to be tired, retired, fired. Who do they have leaving the program? Um, I'm not seeing too much on on guys from Syracuse leaving. However, John Ball Ajak is leaving. So I noticed some people he was a little bit of a fan favorite, a uh, very, very long power forward. He was a guy that rebounded, blocking shots. Obviously, in that zone, you love to see him in the middle there. But Kenny Payne. Boy, you might. I, I was gonna say, let's have a whole Louisville conversation here because besides, we said free L. Ellis. Ellis is not yet ready to be freed. However, his teammates said, "I ain't doing. I'm not doing another year. Four year, four let me, wins." Let me tell you something. I don't know what they what they gave L <laughs> in Louisville. Okay, they must have yeah. told him, brother. We'll rename this thing the L Ellis Center. You understand? <laughs> and we'll give you the the rights and all that. We'll give you a quarter of the ticket sales off this thing. Ain't enough loyalty in the world. Ain't sure. enough Zay Flowers energy in the world to make me stay with that program. I'm gonna tell you, Zay Flowers could have made himself more money. Now he got the combine. Everybody turned on. Oh, who's this guy from Boston? He's been that's been that guy. Been that guy. L Ellis been that guy. He knows I know he's still taking his time to think about it. Porter party is very early. But who from Louisville has decided to go ahead and get up out of here? Uh so far we have three players in the portal from Louisville, Kamari Lenz, Fabio Basili, and Devin Ray. Three players uh from Louisville in the uh portal at the moment. So 
That's like, that's what yeah. they're looking at. Mm-hmm. So is that our entire ACC portal party right now? Um, as far as I know, as far as I know, there is there is not anybody else um, that I'm seeing right in the uh, transfer portal right now. I'm looking at the twenty four seven sports one because they provide very live updates, and so mm-hmm. those are the uh, folks that I've got uh, leaving the ACC at the moment. Yeah. Um, anybody that left before them had already announced so during the season, I believe. Uh, so I don't really feel like there's any need to announce people that we've already probably mm-hmm. talked about. Leaving. Sure. I think ultimately, you know, it's one of those things where whether you have a coach or you're not winning or you're not getting playing time, there's more to come, especially with this postseason happening, how you show up in the tournament, guys, you're going to go to the league, but you also might want to find yourself a new home in your respective uh, conference. Who knows? We already saw a Notre Dame Syracuse switch more to come. All I'm going to say is if you know you don't want to be there, get going. Let that team find another person and better and not just have to be stuck with scraps. Girl, Walton, I'm still looking at you. Go ahead. Any final uh, thoughts in the portal? Well, party? <laughs> I, I'll, I'll tell you this. Looking around, you know, yeah. uh, at the uh, portal and all the players in it, we saw Wake Forest have a, a, a amazing turnaround from two years ago, very bad, to last year competing up until the end. Yeah. We saw NC State have a men's basketball, have a resurgent year. Uh, where Keith's seat was, I mean, that thing was hot. Sizzling. That seat was that seat was on fire darn near. Fuego. He cooled it off immensely by simply doing what? Going into the portal and picking up two of the biggest gets. Um, in I mean, let's just be honest with the way they're playing, two of the biggest gets in the nation. Yeah. And Jarkel Joyner and um and DJ Burns, you know what I mean? So that's that happened there, and and obviously uh, you don't. If you're not using the portal to your advantage, it's gonna come to your detriment at some point in time. That's just the reality. Lemon Oreos. All right, guys, make sure that you check out the rest of our episodes if you have not caught up yet. There's a lot to go over. We talked about the men's tournament, who's going to be playing, who win, where. We'll preview that. We'll get you going as we get ready for some tournament play. NIT action, should we mention Clemson, Virginia Tech for the men, Syracuse for the women, Clemson for the women. We feel like there's a lot of great things happening over there, so check us all out. Locked on College Basketball has a full landscape. If you have not looked at the bracket breakdown show after selection Sunday. Don't do yourself a disservice. Make sure you get in on that action. For Candace Cooper, for Kenton Gibbs, we appreciate y'all as always. Until next time.